This is Talking Business. My next guest is Guy Saxelby, who's the CEO and co-founder of a business called Early Trade. G'day, Guy. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Now, uh, Early Trade is a fintech, and as I understand it, your uh, what you've, your your idea is to provide a platform for people to get discounts for early payment of invoices. So, tell us exactly how that works. What's uh, what's the in, what's the discount and how does it work? Oh, that's the um, that's that, that's the hundred million dollar question. Um, so, look broadly, we'll we'll start with we help large companies or organisations pay their suppliers early, and the way our platform does that is it allows both sides, the supplier and the corporate, to manage their working capital dynamically. And so, what that means is that suppliers who have approved invoices with their corporate customers can now basically control when they get paid and they can offer discounts of their choosing when they want. So they can use it as little or as much as they want. Um, On the corporate side, these are large organizations often with a lot of cash and that cash is sitting there earning very low interest, um, which typically destroys shareholder value. And so they can now offer their cash on our marketplace to their suppliers. um, And um, our platform is an auction-based system that allows both parties to find an efficient price for cash flow. Right. Okay. So um, uh, are you able to just tell us, like, I mean, an auction-based system? So who's bidding? This is the, uh, the, the... uh, the corporate is, in a sense, uh, offering a particular discount or a, a price, or is the supplier doing it, or, or how does it? Happen? I mean, who's bidding against who? Yeah, no, no, that's that, that's a good question. So, um, the suppliers are actually the ones that are making the offers, so they're in control, and we advocate for the supplier um, in our business because they're the little guy, really, um, and they're, they're not normally able to get. Um, preferential terms, um, but they can through our platform. And so the way it works is a corporate will um, say how much cash they've got um, available for early payments, and they will know what they're returning on that cash from term deposits or um, other highly liquid, low-risk instruments. And so that will create their floor, essentially, their floor rate. And then suppliers basically... Um, we'll also know how much they're paying to borrow money from banks, from you know, using factoring companies. Some small businesses need to use credit cards these days just to make ends meet. And so they'll have an idea of what it's costing them. And so that's essentially the ceiling. And so uh, a supplier will say, well, look, I'm happy to um, take a 0.3% discount to be paid 30 days early. Um, that 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 gives me a savings win and it gives me a cash flow win. So I'll put that in the market and then basically our platform blends all the rates together to ensure that both parties are given their desired um, outcomes. And um, and so that's a broad um, example of how how it might work. So, but the supplier and the corporate. That's a sort of a one-on-one relationship, right? I mean, how does it work in a marketplace? Um, because uh, are people sort of bidding to become um, a customer of the supplier or is it existing customers? No, so it's existing suppliers. So each each corporate runs their own market. That's how we talk about it. So, um, you know, Lion Nathan will have their many thousands of suppliers who are 
um, you, you know, who are supplying to them. These are existing suppliers. They're not tendering to be a supplier. But these suppliers have approved invoices at all different times, and they compete with one another to find the most efficient price. So the marketplace element comes in when corporate has you know, $20 million of cash available that week. There might be a $30 million um, demand in early payments from, you know, 600 different suppliers, for example. And then um, the auction-based model where demand and supply drive the price, um, dictate who wins that week and um, who doesn't win. And if you don't win as a, supply, as a supplier, there's no cost to you. You, can, you will just get paid... Um, as per your terms that you've negotiated with the corporate. So we're really, what we're really doing is we're pricing time. We're not pricing risk. Um, and so um, that's kind of how it works. Well, that's really interesting. I mean, so the, the, in a sense, yeah, that makes sense. So, so in a sense, the suppliers are bidding for the cash, but, but it's about the time value of money, not the cash itself. So, 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 so that's right, and this is the big point of difference that our platform has compared to other solutions that try and solve for this problem. So obviously no one likes to get paid late, and longer payment terms are becoming a factor within our economies. We're not as, um, we're not as um, far gone as countries like the United States, who in some sectors have average payment terms of 180 days, but they're getting up there. They're getting up to 60, 90 days. And so a lot of suppliers will need to fund that gap somehow. And so traditionally, they've been turning to factoring, which is the largest form of receivables finance in our country. Um, they have an overdraft facility or some form of bank loan. But again, in our country, in Australia, um, you need property to secure business lending. Business lending is essentially property lending. And so if you don't have those things, um, or if you only have some of the, you know, a few properties, then you're limited to um, what the banks will lend you. And so none of the solutions really solve the problem, which is you know, um, which is the mismatch between accounts payable and accounts receivable. And so what our system does is it essentially removes that middleman who's lending money and taking interest. It allows the two trading partners, you know, um, you know, um, the corporate and the supplier to work it out between themselves. And as a consequence, there's much less risk. So there's no credit risk because um, corporates are paying debts that they owe themselves. There's no settlement risk because there's no rerouting of payment. And there's very little fraud risk because we're only dealing with approved invoices that um, have been submitted to the corporate. So they've gone through their three-way PO matching system. And so with all these, with all these elements of risk removed, the pricing is a lot more efficient. And therefore, suppliers can really come in and use this. And the discounts are tiny. They're basis points in some in some circumstances, and and the, by putting the suppliers in control, the suppliers, the small and medium businesses, uh, engage with the platform, um, you know, in a huge way, um, because they're able to price it at a level they feel is fair, and they only use it when they need it. And so, is is it a cheaper way to fund working capital for a supplier than um, uh, either factoring or um, or a bank overdraft? It is it is cheaper. Isn't it's it? about seven hundred percent cheaper than the nearest factoring product because there's no third party taking interest. It's just two two um, two counterparties negotiating in a new way. 
So um, how did you and your partner, Piers Simons, come up with the with the idea? Tell us about the background of it. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, um, I'm uh, you know, a recovering accountant. Um, I, uh, I worked, I uh, started my career at KPMG. Um, so I had some exposure to working capital management and the things businesses were doing um, to manage their equity and their debt. And, you know, cash is king and all that. Um, And then I moved to London to work um, in startups there. And I scaled a couple of businesses quite successfully, um, you know, within within other teams. And cash flow was easily the biggest hurdle to our growth. Um, At one point, I was running a team of 12 commercial managers um, who were delivering and who were on target. But because our largest customers didn't pay us on time, we weren't able to be, um, we didn't get paid our bonuses. Because in startup world, if there's no cash, you know, you're not getting paid. And so that happened a couple of quarters in a row. I lost my two best people, um, you know, and so we developed, uh, so I developed with the accounts receivable team, a kind of, um, you know, a makeshift, a makeshift system of offering discounts to induce our customers to pay us early. And it worked relatively well. We got we got we got them to pay us, you know, some early and some just on time, as opposed to late. But what we found, what I found through that process, is there was no real way to find the right price. Um, you know, what would be a standard price through that process, and that was the big learning there. And so, um, fortunate enough to have a couple of those businesses acquired, and, and and I stepped away from that and started looking into it more deeply. And basically, what I found was that um, when you're lending to a business, banks are actually not uh, the best positioned um, organisations to make a lending decision. Um, and that's you know, banks are very good at lending to fixed assets, you know, so a mortgage is a perfect example of that. They can value a house easily. Um, they can securitize against it. but um but when you're lending to a fluid business, banks use a process called um, credit based underwriting, which is a basic which is a fancy way of saying they put a probability on that business's ability to pay back that loan. Um, and what you get through that is inefficiency because you ultimately lump a business in with its sector, with its phase and size, with the assets it has, and you, you give it a rate at which you think you're taking the appropriate risk t- um, to return basis. And so what, you know, without going and boring you down the technical banking rabbit hole, um, basically, who you know, if a bank isn't the best position to make a lending decision because they don't have the information on a business, they don't have, they don't know exactly what their trading history is, they don't know what their volumes or pricing points are, then who is best placed? You know, and, and our view is the trading partners. So Woolworths um, knows exactly what pricing and volumes um, dairy farmers can do because they've been trading with them for the last 50 years. And so the customer is actually the best placed um, entity to um, make a, you know, inverted air commas lending decision or early payment. And so then all, once you, once you establish that principle, then all it becomes is what's the most efficient way to allocate capital. And, and that is a marketplace model where parties come in and out um, and, and make offers and supply and demand drives the price. And so upon that learning, we sort of, um, so, so this is um, myself at this point, we sort of went on um, to, to 
found the company. Um, Piers Simons, our CTO and and my co-founder, he was working in the advanced data analytics division of the ASX, so monetizing the vast swathes of data um, that the ASX have. And so um, he he, he brought um, a very technical um, level of expertise to the table, helped guide how we build this and also provide that marketplace element in an efficient way where our algorithms are, um, you, you know, supply and demand drive the price, but they also mimic credit markets in a way that fairly allocates different rates to everyone. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I set off on the journey. I, I moved back, moved my partner back um, from London to, to Sydney. Uh, I think I asked Piers about four times to come join me. He said no three times because he uh, he was on a good wicket there. But eventually, um, you know, he, he he joined the fold and and we launched we launched it together. And that was um, you know that was back in early 2017. Now, and now you've just closed a funding round of uh, um, six million dollars. Um, and the lead funder, the lead um, provider of that money is Shearwater Growth Equity uh, with $2.5 million. Um, how much of the business, can you tell me this? You might want, not want to tell me this, but uh, how much of the business did you sell for $6 million? Oh, look, I'd love to, I'd love to talk you all th- through the detail, but um, unfortunately, my partners don't allow me to share that level. Um, but uh, look, we decided to partner with Shearwater because... Um, the partners that run um, Shearwater, which is um, Charles, Mike, and Zach, um, have a lot of experience with growing very successful business-to-business software-as-a-service b- companies. And so Charles and Mike sit on the board of WiseTech Global, which has been an amazing example of Australian technology um, at its finest dominating globally and that they were the first investors in WiseTech Global 15 years ago, chaired it, sat on the board for 15 years and have watched it grow into a $7 billion company. And so, you know, we, we took a, you know, um, we wanted to bring their experience, um, you know, in-house to help us grow to the next phase of our um our life cycle. Well, uh, good on you, Guy, and it's uh, been great talking to you. Unfortunately, we've run out of time, but um, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it, Alan. I've been talking to Guy Saxelby, who's the CEO and co-founder of Early Trade.